all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. If you felt God's call to serve the Church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The Church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the Church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu serve. Jesus told a story, and I had this vision of people, like he's telling a story, and they're trying to say, you know what this guy just said? And I could see that story spreading. And of course, how did all the people who came to hear about Jesus, there wasn't, you know, the, the communication abilities we have now. And so you had people sharing the story with somebody else and people coming and saying, I want to learn more. And, you know, here's a guy walking by listening and going, I want to get more of that. I want to share more of that. So it, this is a great tool for evangelization in a very, very practical way. We're taking the message of Jesus, the stories of Jesus, and we're, we're simply putting them out there so that people can hear them. And there's a lot of people who very intentionally listen to Catholic Radio, but I'm guessing there's a lot of people who are flipping through the channels, who are walking by the open door of, of the, the tractor cab or whatever right. it is, and they hear something and it triggers and they're saying, that's really interesting, and that's how the crowds grew, and that's how the crowds grow. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. Grab your staff, lace up your sandals, and get ready to ship off to Bible Boot Camp for the 10th Annual Know Your Faith Competition. Join host Father Craig Holkhalter and Father Justin Waltz January 30th as five Catholic schools from across North Dakota and Minnesota battle it out to see who knows their faith best. Coverage from Shanley High School begins at 11 a.m. Central on the radio, online, and on our app. Or watch all the action live on our Facebook page. The 2019 Know Your Faith Competition, Wednesday, January 30th at 11 a.m. Central on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday, and time is sure flying by as we begin our second hour. Father Jason Leffer is here with me, Father James Gross, and we are coming to you from uh, Grand Forks, and uh, pleased to be visiting with you wherever you're listening throughout the Real Presence Radio listening area. Father Gross, do you think we have anybody from Key West, Florida, who's listening right now to this broadcast online? I really wish we would, because that would give us an excuse to include their weather forecast as kind of a diversion, right? You know, to be uh, to to lead our minds away from the the bad news that I fear Eli is going to be giving us. Well, all right, Eli, give it to us straight with the weather. Well, you know, it's kind of funny that you bring up Florida because. Uh 
I was just talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she's down um, doing some college tours and stuff like that in that area. And she was complaining how cold it was, and it was 62. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah, yeah anyway. That's, that, that's that. <laughs> Not much that can be said but about just that. Just in case you're curious, in Key West right now, it's 69 degrees. Oh, thank you. Very much. Thanks for hooking us up with that information. I'm you're welcome. Sweating. I'm but around, sweating. But around our area, in the Little Fork, Minnesota area, it's going to be cloudy early and then clearing with a high near 8. And tonight, mostly clear with a low around minus 19. A wind chills down to about minus 30. And right now in Little Fork, it's 4 degrees. Around Roulette, North Dakota, partly sunny and cold with a high near 3. Wind chills down to about minus 15. And tonight, partly cloudy with a low around minus 13. Wind chills down to about minus five, uh, 25. And the current temperature is 3. For Crosby, North Dakota, patchy fog before noon, otherwise partly sunny and cold, with a temperature falling to about 3 by 5. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around minus 4, and wind chills down to minus 15. Right now, it's 7. For the Harrisburg, South Dakota area, down in that banana belt, cloudy with a high near 26. And tonight, no a chance That's of snow <laughs> after 5 a.m., cloudy with a low around 14. And the current temperature is 21. And around Bombay, Minnesota, sort of also in that banana belt, they've got a slight chance of snow, mainly before 10, cloudy with a high near 26, and tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 8, current temperature in Bombay is 21. So, it's now, cold. Eli, Eli what really matters here now, I'm going to give my shout out to the people in Twig, Minnesota. I was introduced to them last broadcast, Twig, Minnesota. By the end of our broadcast, at the end, I need you to find out the temperature, the weather conditions for Twig, Minnesota. And I keep I keep saying this because I want somebody from Twig, Minnesota to call in. I want to meet somebody from Twig, Minnesota. Twig, okay? Minnesota. Wow. So we got to keep the Twig movement alive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the Twig. And uh, I had I was curious. I had to look something up. Bombay is just to the northwest of Rochester. So as we visit with Bishop Quinn later this hour, we may have to ask him about the uh, the metropolis of Bombay, Minnesota. So uh, you thank go. you for thank you for all of that, Eli. Absolutely. We appreciate it. In Twig, it's eight, by the way. Whoa! Look at you. There you go. All right. <laughs> the, the, per- the producer on the ball. I tell you what, that's great. Well, let's go back to. Um, uh, the topic at hand, and uh, we are privileged to have with us uh, a gentleman who's been serving as the bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, the East River section of South Dakota since 2006, Bishop Paul Swain. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Glad to be here. It is a pleasure to hear from you today, and we uh, appreciate the time that you're taking with us. Uh, one of the main things that we want to talk to you about is something you, you probably would like to uh, demur somewhat from you know this topic, but we are very curious about how this works. Uh, your 75th birthday was several months back. We are uh, very grateful to God for the, the good health and the stamina that he has given and is continuing to give you. But uh, please tell us about what the procedure is that the church asks you to take when you hit that uh, milestone as a bishop? Sure. I turned 75 last September, and all yeah. bishops in the world are required to submit a letter of resignation when they turn 75. But you keep serving until it's actually accepted. And so I'm still functioning fully as the Bishop of Sioux Falls, even though I'm past that, that mark. So. Mm-hmm. Is, is your hope that he will respond soon, or would you like to stay on longer? Well, you know, I have mixed feelings. God granted me good health along the way, so I I don't have any particular personal issues. Uh, I do think, though, that uh, that the diocese kind of being in this limbo 
period for a while is not necessarily healthy for the long term, but the process takes a while. And there are a number of others who are serving past 75 and a number of dioceses who don't even have a resident bishop right now. And so there's a lot on the place of the nuncio and the congregation for bishops and the, and the Pope. So we'll see, we'll see what happens when that comes. You know, Bishop Swain, this is Father Leffer. As um, as we're talking about the, it just triggers in me. You know, uh, back in uh, was it 2013 when Pope uh, Benedict retired? I mean, nobody in our lifetime had ever heard of such a thing uh, as as a Pope retiring or you know stepping down. And it, but it just triggers in my mind. I think with holy orders, there's this whole idea about spiritual fatherhood that we, whether you're priest, pastor. Bishop Holy Father, we, we call him Papa Holy Father. There really is this this concept of spiritual fatherhood. So, how how do we reconcile that? You know, like asking the Bishop Smith retirement and that whole thing about that we're, we're you know we're spiritual fathers. Well, we we still will be bishops. We just no longer have the administrative responsibility um, of the diocese. Um, but we're still bishop. We still have function. As a, as a bishop and fully we still be a spiritual father, particularly for those who we we've helped nurture over the years. And I, I certainly hope that's what will happen whenever my time comes. That I still can be present to a priest and the people in a in a unique way, free from some of the you know the heaviness of administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I think of is that uh, retired bishops are probably in high demand when it comes to offering retreats to uh, you know diocesan priests, religious communities, and things like that. And and so I, I'm sure that that's one thing you're probably thinking about as as a way that you can continue to serve the church when uh, you know God willing you're able to do so in retirement. Absolutely, and we'll, we'll see where God leads. Um, one of the one of the challenges of being a bishop, we don't get the opportunity to do as much pastoral work as we would like, as we thought we were going to do when we were ordained. And so this will free me up to do some more things, particularly. And, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a veteran, and so I hope to spend some time at the Veterans Hospital here in Sioux Falls and, and some other types of ministries that I really don't have time to do while I've been active living the diocese. So Bishop Swain, we have many people who are listening right now, and they, they you know, they're they probably have no clue about what we call like bishop making or this whole process of acceptance of the retirement and how a new bishop comes about. Can can you take us behind the curtain, so to speak? About, I mean, how how does how does this happen? How how is there a bishop tree somewhere, or how, how do we get bishops for our diocese? Well, it's, it's a bit of a mystery, I must admit, because I never imagined I would be a bishop. I didn't even know I was under consideration. But what happens is over time, bishops of in the various areas identify certain priests who might be possible bishops and refer those names to the, the nuncio, you know, the Pope's representative in the United States. And he reviews that and talks to others, I'm sure. And then recommendations go to the congregation of bishops, and they review potential candidates, and the congregation of adoption of faith does some background investigation about anyone who may be being considered, and eventually recommendations are made to the Holy Father. And he's the final determiner. So, but some of it is you don't know the timing or how, how long it's going to take or, or, or who really is a candidate. But uh, um, we, we trust that the Spirit guides these decisions. 
Right. And uh, Father Gross here, um, I think a lot of people want to transfer their understanding of other walks of life. You know, for example, when a CEO is hired for a corporation and and the relatively speedy, speedy uh, you know, nature of that, you know, whereas there seems like a, a larger amount of time. So um, I think uh, what accounts for that probably is the fact that the congregation in the Vatican has a lot of work uh, behind the scenes in order to advise the Holy Father when he does make his appointments. That's uh, That accounts for a lot of the, the time that is spent or the time that goes into uh, the, uh, um, you know, the, the time that elapses from a retirement to the announcement of his successor. That's certainly the case, and if things are kind of going okay and the bishop remains healthy, others may be more of a priority because of, of health issues or other things in the diocese. So, uh, mm-hmm. But you know, we just wait for the Spirit to move, and uh, we're ready to continue to serve the Church in any way that, that God leads us. For those who are uh, just tuning in to Real Presence Live today, we are speaking currently with Bishop Paul Swain from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, who has uh, reached his 75th birthday, and the diocese is looking at a time of transition that is uh, certain to come uh, eventually in God's time. Bishop Swain, what what, what could you share with us when... That fateful day when you when you got that phone call. I mean, what, what could you? I mean, what's it like getting a phone call from on high saying you've been chosen <laughs> to be a bishop? I mean, I can't imagine. Well, my first reaction was, "Who's who's on the end of this line? Where did this come from?" I didn't expect it to understand. I thought it was a joke almost. Um, that, <clears throat> but then you open yourself to wherever God leads. That's what we. When we are ordained, you know, we pledge obedience in the good sense of that term. And if God leads us in that way, then, then we need to respond positively. How, how long, how much time do they give you from the moment that they ask you until you have to respond? And, and do you have the freedom to say no, or is it just a given that you will say yes? Well, you have the freedom to say no, but obviously you need to have a pretty good reason. The question is asked when you get the phone call is Pope Benedict, in my case, Pope Benedict has appointed you Bishop of Sioux Falls. Will you accept? That's a total conversation. And so uh, it's hard to say no to the Pope, whoever he might be. Um, they give it a little time, and I did. I prayed over it a little bit, but uh, you really have a good reason not, not to accept it. Yeah, and the uh, process, I think, for that reason is quite internal because of uh, protecting the reputations of of those who are involved, right? So let's say if there's somebody who, for whatever reason, declines, uh, it doesn't become public public knowledge, you might say, as so-and-so, you know, was going to become bishop somewhere but ended up not becoming the bishop, right? Yeah, the whole thing's under pontifical seal. Even once the call comes, you wait until it's actually announced in Rome. We don't make the announcement ourselves. And uh, so it, it is to protect protect people to privacy and the Church itself. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a process that's been going on for a long time, so you know, it's fairly, it's, it's, it's healthy, I think, uh, in the fullest sense of that. But it's also always a surprise when it happens. The, you know, you, we could even say that the development of the church has come a long way. You know, the first bishop was chosen by Lot. You know, they right. Saint Matthias, right? I mean, you, <laughs> you think about that, and sometimes I wonder 
um, maybe that's what we need is to be chosen by by lot. But how how will your if that moment comes where they accept your retirement, so forth, will they already have uh, somebody in line saying that this is going to be the new bishop, or is there a time where your diocese will be without a bishop? The general pattern is that they don't accept the resignation until a successor has been identified. Okay. It can't happen on rare occasions, but that's not the practice. The reason we can't do it by lot is because this is worldwide, you know, when Matthias was selected, it was a relatively small group of people. And now, with the size of the church and the worldwide element of it, there has to be a process yes. Um, yes. that's fair and just and, and people can trust. Right, and you look at the vast territory that uh, the Holy Father is responsible in those decisions. But, uh, Bishop, thank you very much for your time today, and we want to assure you of uh, our our prayers for you. Um, would you like to uh, offer us your blessing as you as we finish? Absolutely. Thank you for for talking with me. The Lord be with you and, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Forever. I hope is in the name of the Lord, who, who made, made heaven, heaven and earth. earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Bishop Swain. We, Swain, we appreciate your time today. It is uh, time for another quick break. Now, when we come back on Real Presence Live, we'll be taking a quick tour around our listening area. So stay tuned to see what may be happening in your neck of the woods. Father Leffer and Father Gross here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. There's a certain amount of trust uh, in the people who are in the ministry of providing Catholic radio and in the programming that they bring on for people. Mm -hmm. And I found in the beautiful story of Real Presence Radio here such a wonderful job that these people do that people come to expect and know that what they're going to hear is what they should be able to hear. So it's a real mission. The bishops are behind it. I've had the privilege of getting a call 
from members of the board saying, Bishop Hepner, would you be interested to give Bishop Serba a call over in Duluth? We think maybe there's an opportunity for a station there. And I'm more than happy to do that. And Bishop Serba takes that call and says, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I, I, I'm certainly interested in that. So all of a sudden, there's something in Duluth. I had the privilege of calling Bishop Quinn in Winona not too long ago. Uh, would you mind calling Bishop Quinn in Winona? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Now, look at where the spirits led it and Winona's on board. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer with you here from Grand Forks. And uh, just a reminder that tomorrow... The 18th is the uh, date of the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Uh, there is going to be wall-to-wall coverage from 8.20 to 11.30 a.m. Central Time here on Real Presence Radio. And during those breaks between coverage, we'll have interviews from several of our listening area uh, with local people who are in D.C. preparing for the march that afternoon. We'll also be hearing from Jose Jimenez, who we spoke to uh, last hour, as uh, he and his group from the University of Mary are about to pull into South Bend, Indiana, to have Mass at the Notre Dame. Do you hear that noise, Father Gross? Oh, I do, yes. You know what happened? We plugged our car in this morning, and it's ready to go. Yes, indeed. Here we go on our tour. Take us away. The 10-minute tour of wonderful events that are happening throughout the listening area. And the first one uh, deals with a walk for life that is happening down in Sioux Falls. We have Sue with us. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning, and thank you for having me on this morning. You're very welcome. January, so, go ahead. January 22nd will be the 46th Remembrance of Roe versus Wade. Here in Sioux Falls, we'll be holding our 22nd Remembrance Walk for Love and Life. All life from conception to natural death is what we are honoring. Come join us at the Host Church, Sioux Falls First, at 6300 West 41st Street at 6.30 p.m. Dress for the weather, and if you're able, we'll be walking across the street to say a prayer outside the abortion facility. We will return to the church to gather with those who remained inside for refreshments and fellowships. The pro-life movement is about so much more than abortion. It's honoring our elderly, abolishing the death penalty, no assisted suicide, the freedom to worship, addressing family and marriage issues, being an environmental steward, prevention of abuse and violence, giving dignity to those who are disabled, addressing mental illness, ethical skin cell research, and social justice for jobs, health care, food, clothing, and shelter. If any of these life issues have touched your life or you're concerned about any of these issues, please join us at the Remembrance Service on January 22nd at 6.30 p.m. to hear Deacon Glenn Ritter, who is also a physician in Sioux Falls, share his experiences of his walk of being pro-life. The host church again this year is Sioux Falls First at 6300 West 41st Street. Please pray for all life from conception to natural death. What a great opportunity on a local basis to uh, join in that day of prayer for the protection of human life on the 22nd of January in Sioux Falls. Thank you very much, Sue. Round two. Round two. So we're going to head off to uh, Emory, Wisconsin. Okay. The 55th annual St. Joseph Ice Fishing Contest and Chicken Dinner will take place Sunday, January 27th 
Ice fishing is on North Twin Lake, Wisconsin. The chicken dinner is at St. Joseph's Church in Emory, Wisconsin. We are excited about this year's events and raffle prizes, which include a Polaris Ranger UTV, $500 in cash, another $500 in cash, $250 in cash, and a $250 gift card, plus door prizes given on the ice. Mm, interesting, they're served on ice. Okay. Chicken dinner is served from 11 to 2.30 p.m. Adult tickets are $9, and children's tickets are $5. Can't be a deal like that. No. The Ice Fishing Committee is asking for a donation of a used camper trailer or an enclosed trailer for the annual ice fishing contest. Please let the parish office know if you have something they could use. Winner, winner, chicken dinner there in the Diocese of Superior, just uh, northeast of Hudson there in Emory, Wisconsin, and uh, looking forward to that event. Now, uh, there is a concert that's coming up that we want to tell you about featuring a contemporary Christian artist by the name of Mark Schultz. I've been familiar with his work for quite a few years here. Back by popular demand, the 2019 Gift of Hope concert is bringing back Mark Schultz, uh, who during the past decade has turned real-life experiences into heartfelt anthems of hope and redemption. Proceed, proceeds from the event go to Catholic Family Services Gift of Hope Fund to enhance the work of CFS. Through this fund, people of all faiths, ages, and walks of life receive help, hope, and healing. Music is a powerful means of bringing beauty, hope, and healing to a world that desperately needs it. The Gift of Hope concert provides a powerful way to raise awareness and funds for the Gift of Hope Fund while enriching the lives of the people of eastern South Dakota. Visit ccfesd.org for ticket information. That's March 23, 2019 at our Catholic High School in Sioux Falls, O'Gorman High School. Very good. Hey, Greg, are you online with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. Room, room. Here we go. We're, we're, we're squealing our tires and we're heading up to Park River, North Dakota. Okay, Greg, take it away. Tell us what's going on. This uh, Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we are having a spaghetti dinner fundraiser for Adam and Emily Keating. Adam has uh, been fighting cancer, a young couple in the, in the Park River area. And we'll have a raffle, the silent auction, bake sale, and all the spaghetti you can eat. Um, please come and, and uh, help with this worthy cause, free will offering, and uh, 11 to 2 p.m. Sunday. That's what these uh, parish communities are all about, isn't it? Reaching out to those who are in greatest need. Absolutely. And so that's the Park River Knights of Columbus who are putting that on? It's the Park River Knights of Columbus Council 5055 and the Park River Firemen. And I think are, the, the Pisa Knights of Columbus are in that too, and the uh, from Lankin and Beckney as well. So all those, all those good men out there. And um, gosh, yeah, I do know Adam Kinning, and, and what, what a good man, good family. Um, so please come on out and, and support um, the, this worthwhile cause. And uh, he, he has a good chance here of recovering fully from cancer. And so we want to help out with those those bills that that family is facing. And uh, Father Bert Miller, the pastor there at St. Mary's in Park River, we are uh, echoing his invitation to participate in the Spaghetti Dinner Fundraiser. Uh, the silent auction and bake sale and raffle will be accompanying that, so a lot of great events that will be taking place there to uh, support such a worthy cause and to help the Keenick family. And again, that location is St. Mary's Church in Park River, North Dakota, Sunday, January 20th from 11 to 2 p.m. Excellent. Thank you very much, Greg, for taking the time to tell us about this important event. Thank you, and you have a great day. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah, Park River is just not uh, not too far from the Grand Forks area, and 
beautiful Walsh County. And uh, we're going to turn our attention to Fargo and a young adult retreat that will be happening. We have Jackie Gao with us on the phone. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning, Father. It's so great to be with you and all the Real Presence Radio family. Um, I am part of the leadership team for ID916. It's a young adult ministry um, that has chapters across the whole country. Um, but in Fargo, we have a chapter, and we would like to invite young adults in the listening area to a summit retreat. Um, it's going to be a retreat just for young adults, Saturday, January 26th. It's open to everyone in their 20s and 30s, those that are single, married, with or without kids. Uh, we're going to start the day with math with Bishop Fulda, hear from retreat leaders on the theme of holy discontent. There will be a time for Eucharistic adoration and opportunities for sacrament of reconciliation as well. During the retreat, we're going to dive into Christ-centered heart and provide practical training to identify the holy discontent that the Lord has placed on our hearts so we can discover the mission that Jesus has for us personally. Um, this retreat day is going to be characterized by a reckless openness to the action and power of the Holy Spirit. If you're a young adult and you're hungry for more, if you uh, want to know Jesus' love more personally, if you want to be set on fire with the Holy Spirit, we invite you to join us for Holy Discontent, a young adult, a young adult retreat. Again, Saturday, January 26th in Fargo at the Diocese of Fargo Pastoral Center from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information or to register, people can go to fmid916.com. That's fmid916.com. And if you're not a young adult but you know one, please invite them. Thank you very much, Jackie. And that location, just for people who aren't as familiar with Fargo, uh, the exit 60 from I-29 and east to 25th Street, uh, just adjacent to St. San Angelicum Parish, is where the Pastoral Center is for Holy Discontent, that young adult retreat. Well, that wraps up our tour. We're going to put the car back in the garage, plug it back in to make sure it's ready to go uh, later. Uh, we featured this... Uh, this virtual tour, Every Real Presence Live from 1020-1030 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122 or touch in on Facebook or email us. We'd be very happy to feature it on the next Real Presence Live. And we are very grateful for those who uh, inform us of the events that we can promote uh, here on the program. Well, we're going to step away for just a minute, but when we come back, these days everything is fast-paced and a lot of what we want is obtainable in a short period of time. The Catholic Church asks us to wait six months, what would take the rest of the world an afternoon. Why is that? We'll be hearing from Bishop Quinn from Winona, Rochester. Don't go anywhere as we'll have the answers next. This is Real Presence Live. Hi everyone, Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network, inviting you on the Real Presence Radio Northern California Mission Pilgrimage, April 4th through 9th, 2019. We will visit some of the missions of St. Unipero Serra, the wine country of the Sonoma Valley, and sites of San Francisco. We'll be staying at a beautiful retreat center with easy day trips to the sites. Cost based on double occupancy is $1,936, or if you want to get your own flight, it's $1,358. For more information, please call 877-795-0122. Well, it's extremely important. Uh, our first adventure into television and radio was through EWTN and watching Mother Angelica saying the rosary with her. 
watching numerous programs and when our bishop Robert Gruce asked if we would be uh, involved in bringing a radio station to western South Dakota we jumped at the opportunity and we were uh, involved in the original fundraising for purchasing of a transmitter facility and the licensing etc and we're just ecstatic about the fact that we now can reach so many more people. Our state is small population, great distances between mm -hmm. right. locations, and radio is an absolute necessity for reaching out to those. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer here with you today on a Thursday, the Memorial of St. Anthony of the Desert. And as we are looking ahead here, uh, we want to remind you of the opportunities that you have to listen to the great local programming that uh, comes your way on Real Presence Radio. Encore presentations are provided of the three weekly programs, the Tuesday program from 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time Saturday, the Wednesday program from 8 to 10 a.m., and the Thursday program rebroadcast from 10 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. You can also download podcasts of these programs. YourCatholicRadioStation.com is the address to do that. And, you know, Father Gross, it's so important to, um, especially in this, this day, to just build up or give past good things along when they come along. And I, I just want for all the listeners out there to hear. So Father Gross received a, a great compliment here as we were on air across Facebook. And it's from uh, Katie Histerlin, I think is how you say it on Facebook. She said her son, Derek. Her husband. Oh, it's her husband. Sorry. Okay. I don't know where I got the son part from. But Derek called as soon as he was listening uh, to your talk, and he absolutely loved it. You are amazing, Father Gross. Oh, talk about polishing a guy's halo. That is just <laughs> wonderful. It's great to hear from uh, you, Katie, there on uh, social media land, and and uh, Derek and their wonderful family, and all of those um, whom I've uh, had the opportunity to minister to, and uh, our uh, Father Leffer and me both, as we are coming up on the doorstep of a 20th anniversary of ordination. Do you think that anybody in Bombay, Minnesota is listening on the air right now? Do you, what are the odds? I, I'm not sure. I would hope so. Why don't you take us in and, uh, and we'll see if we can find anybody in Bombay. Yes, we uh, heard about Bombay, Minnesota with the weather forecast at the top of the hour. And what a privilege 
Today we are able to speak to the uh, the chief shepherd of the diocese in which that uh, community is located from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Bishop John Quinn. Your Excellency, thank you for joining us and welcome to Real Presence Live. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a Minnesota day. We had some snow this morning, so it's starting to look a lot like Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> So I'm happy to be with you. In fact, I started off my day with Mass at our seminary, IHM, uh, with all of our uh, 50-some seminarians that we have there. So today we celebrated St. Anthony's Feast together, too. Mm -hmm. Bishop Quinn, uh, this morning we want to chat with you a little bit on some church policy. Uh, specifically, sure. the the whole six month waiting period a couple needs to take before getting married in the Catholic Church, and um, you know, because you know, some people re- react to that one way or another. Some people react as in, "What we have to wait six months," and others react like, "Why? Why is it only six months? Why, shouldn't it be longer?" I mean, it takes in the minimum five or six years in the minimum to to get a priest ready for holy orders. Uh, so could, could you bring us into the, the church's idea about a six-month period here of preparation for the sacrament of marriage? Oh, I think that's a great, great uh, question. Uh, and it's certainly been the policy from the time I was ordained a priest uh, 48 years ago that uh, the emphasis was on uh, formation and preparation for a couple so that they aren't just having a wedding but they're really celebrating the sacrament of matrimony. And so the sixth month is really not a magical number. Uh, it really is a time of preparation. And the Church says that's a minimum, you know, that it probably, to be honest, it should be longer. Time for a couple to really reflect on their sacramental life, their participation in the Church, their relationship prayer life, and also are they really seeing themselves as being married in Christ? So uh, the the time period is really meant for their benefit, so the Church can help them to get ready. I think a lot of people who really aren't aware of how things work with regard to this uh, particular church policy are influenced by, you know, Hollywood or the soap opera model, you know, that the the wedding ceremony is such a, you know, such a big deal and that um everything just magically material or materializes and the uh you know, the clergy just come running out of nowhere and everything, you know, happens, but uh uh you know, talk a little bit about uh, kind of the meat and potatoes behind uh the preparation that we ask couples to go through before they enter into the sacrament of holy matrimony. Well, I think, you know, you begin, of course, with the couple coming in, and that's a really important interview and time where there's often, you know, uh, for couples been a distancing from the church or from practicing their faith. So that initial time with the priest or the deacon or with the layperson who is responsible for that is really crucial. That's a period, honestly, of evangelization, of trying to see where they are with their faith and to maybe, if it isn't so strong, how to help reawaken that. I think also in that time period, we always would find sponsoring couples, couples that would help walk with this engaged couple, 
whether they were very attuned to the church's teachings or not, but to be able to get them uh, connected with a married couple. Also, the uh, opportunity to fill out those inventories for them to uh, be able to share with one another where they are in a number of areas they're going to be living, including, and most important, their religious values and with children. Uh, also, a time to fill out the church papers. I, just that part would fill you up for six months, you know? Um, and then you also ask them to attend some type of pre-marriage prep uh, with uh, within either the parish or with uh, that the diocese sponsors. So uh, what I find is that couples have already been talking six months or more before about their wedding. Now, how do we help them get ready for the marriage? Uh, Bishop John Quinn has welcomed us into his knowledge of the marriage preparation process. Uh, he's the bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And, you know, you know, Bishop. Last evening, as as working with a young couple, because we were talking about the marriage feast of the wedding in Cana, and uh, marriage and things like that that we we're dealing with last night, and and it got onto about prom is coming and so forth. Here's these young people. There may be four years away from themselves, you know, entering into the sacrament of marriage. And they were talking about how even how you ask somebody out to go to prom, it's not possible anymore without media, like they using the, their, their smartphone to communicate and so forth. And I really got in touch with the fact that our modern people don't know each other very well. I mean, they, they might communicate through media, right. or, but they don't literally know each other as persons. Do you, what does this process have to do with that? Well, I think this process really uh, helps guide them to a deeper level of how they reveal themselves to one another. Uh, you know, when persons are dating, your best side is always forward, and uh, that may not be really the whole self. So in this process, it's to help people, a couple, to get away from the way that you do uh, with these tweets and, uh, you know, quick... Uh, you know, text to really engaging mm -hmm. with one another and how feelings and emotions get communicated and also even how they begin to pray together. Uh, how is God present in their lives? Uh, so uh, what I find is that when you work with these couples, you're really kind of opening doors for them and opening up so they can walk through those doors and find a richer life together. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Bishop, thank you so much for your time with us. Would you like to uh, leave us with your blessing as we conclude? I, I would be honored to do so. Thank the you. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, now and, and forever. forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made, made heaven, heaven and earth. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again so much, Bishop Quinn, for being with us and sharing your words of wisdom this morning. And as we go into our final break of the show, don't go anywhere. You hear it said at every Mass, but do you really know what it means? Test your knowledge when we come back on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com slash register. Trip number 166594. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by March 1st at umary.edu slash serve. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and good friends. At Riverview, you can enjoy all these wonderful things. But it is the friendship and sense of community here that makes Riverview home. We share stories, laughter, smiles, and our Catholic faith. Try us out with a mini vacation or join us for Mass five days a week. You can contact Kelly for a tour at 701-237-4700 and online at homeishere.org. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. This year, your officials are making big decisions that will shape the future of life and dignity in Minnesota. Together, we can make sure Catholic voices count at the Capitol. This is Rachel Herbeck of the Minnesota Catholic Conference. On February 19th, join Minnesota Catholics at the Capitol in St. Paul. Register today for this amazing day of prayer, inspiration, education, and advocacy to hear from speakers including Jim Caviezel from The Passion of the Christ. Get tickets and busing details at catholicsatthecapitol.org. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. It's going to be amazing. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everyone, for our final segment on a Thursday for Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross here in Grand Forks. And uh, Father Leffer has indicated that we probably should make a a small clarification. Uh, We were delighting in hearing about the town of Bombay, Minnesota, during the uh, weather report at the beginning of this hour. And we were presuming that that was located in the the, uh, Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Technically, that town is within the boundaries of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. But St. Michael's Parish in Kenyon would be the closest church, we presume, within Winona, Rochester to Bombay. So we uh, just wanted to make that clarification. So we're letting Bishop Quinn off the hook. He said he was feeling bad. He'd never been to Bombay. He thought he was going to have to roll in the snow in penance for not having visited his people in Bombay. We let him off the hook. But now Bishop Hebda, Archbishop Hebda, He's on the hook now to go visit the people in Bombay. Absolutely. He may not have to pull a, a King Henry move in the snows of Canosa, you know, like wasn't he the one who stood before Pope Gregory the Seventh asking for penance? But uh, anyway, we, we wanted to just, for, for our all propriety, we wanted to clarify that as we move forward today. And sticking with Minnesota, we are pleased to have with us another priest of the Diocese of New Ulm, Father Paul Timmerman. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Thank you. 
First of all, uh, kudos to the Timmerman family. We spoke to your first cousin, Father Craig, earlier in the show. So uh, there, there are two of you uh, serving in the uh, in the Diocese of New Ulm. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a real blessing having a, a, a cousin who's a priest. And uh, could you just quickly tell us about the uh, community that you are currently serving? Okay, so um, I have uh, three parishes, um, uh, St. Joseph's in Montevideo, St. Andrew's in Granite Falls, and St. Clair's in Clare City. And so it makes up, the, um, we call that the Holy Family Area Catholic Community. And then uh, we also have... Um, uh, uh, Spanish Mass at the St. Joseph in Montevideo. Okay. And with a name like Montevideo, I guess it only makes sense that there would be a Spanish language uh, liturgy being celebrated <laughs> there. <laughs> but exactly. we're, uh, Father Leffer and I are trying to get used to the lingo of uh, the uh, area faith community, uh, the, the terminology oh. there in the Diocese <laughs> of New Ulm. So we're, we're working on that. So it's, it's, well, Father, it's been this a morning, huge help. Yeah. This morning we want to dive in here about Mass intentions. We, you often hear this, right? Mass intentions. And so, first of all, what is a mass intention? Um, that's a good question. So, um, a mass intention is like the the person or the the, the intention that the mass is being offered for. So, so the mass every the mass is um, making present again the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, and so it has the infinite graces of. Jesus' sacrifice attached to it, and um, when the priest offers the Mass, um, he can uh, then offer um, it for a particular intention, uh, like a, uh, someone maybe who has died, or someone who is living, uh, or um, can be in for other intentions, and so uh, having the, the graces of the infinite value of the Jesus' sacrifice on the cross attached to it. One of the questions I often get asked is, can I have more than one intention for the Mass? Mm. Yeah, um, and so, um, yeah, like the, the um, if more than, like if, if um, the people who are asking for that are agreeable to it, my understanding is, yeah, then the Court of Canada uh, does allow that. Uh, but only if they're um, agreeing, and and I I, I didn't. Uh, that's my understanding. I didn't study up on that part because um, usually I just have one intention, and so you got to help me out if uh, right if I'm I, uh, I, saying so. It, it wasn't meant to be a gotcha question, but it, it is one of those where everybody <laughs> asks. And they, you know, and so kind of how I've responded is that um, there's always a primary intention. You, there, there's there's multiple millions, all the intentions of the world at the mass, but then you have the honor of the primary intention and that's the one that it's being offered oh. for although other ones can be efficacious but there's only one primary intention. yeah yeah that's, so. that's a good point like where um where um i've actually adjusted the way we say it in in the masses in my parishes to um and to like in including the last intention like for so-and-so for whom father's offering his mass intention like you know like the primary mass intention but like um, I remember our seminary instructors really hitting upon it, like as far as the people, uh, each person there, um, like is also probably praying and offering, um, praying the Mass for their own intention. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. They, they were, uh, yeah, exactly. 
that's a very helpful reminder as we uh, think about uh, how those intentions are, are worded and how they're also um, placed within the liturgy itself that uh, perhaps during uh, the prayer of the faithful or at the beginning of the mass depending on the various customs of the local sure. parish that they're that they're mentioning those as well we're joined by uh, father paul timmerman uh, from uh, faith community including the city of uh, montevideo and the diocese of new Ulm. Um, practically speaking if somebody is thinking of uh, an intention they'd like to have offered for either someone living or deceased as we mentioned here uh, how would they go about doing that yeah, usually the best way is just to call the uh, parish office and to talk to the secretary, and um, and uh, they go ahead and they line up the, the schedule usually, and so uh, usually she's able to um, to take care. She, usually the secretary takes care of that. Mm-hmm. So, is is there is it necessary to offer money, or if somebody has an intention but they're not able? To make an offering, do they do they still get an intention? You know, people always talk about buying and selling sacraments, which we don't do. But I, I think right. this one needs to be clarified because there's a lot of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, to, um, we don't want to fall into simony of um, buying and selling spiritual goods, and uh, so that's not the case. Yeah, we're not selling any masses. Um, it's a stipend. So that means like it's an offering to help support like the the priest who is doing the offering just as um like if we're asking a group of sisters who are cloistered to pray for us then we also want to help support them so that they can pray for us and so with that the the mass intention or the stipend is a similar thing so yeah it's there's suggested donations but where it's not like yeah only this amount so if someone doesn't have uh, the suggested donation or whatever, no, it's still um, to be offered as a mass intention. Yep, we so. definitely want to be praying for our people in, in that uh, special and privileged way. Um, now, Father, let's say that somebody is contacting the parish and they do have a, a, a clear prayer intention, but for whatever reason, they would prefer not to have that uh, publicly oh. uh, revealed or advertised, um, you know, and instead may, maybe like a special intention or, or something like that. Is that permissible? Yeah, um, they they can just uh, let the secretary know that, and then usually, oftentimes in the bulletin, it'll be listed as a special intention, is what it'll say instead of someone's name or something, and um, and so the priest will be offering it uh, then for that special intention. You know, here's another one that I get quite often. People ask, can can you can you offer can the intention for the mass be for a non-Catholic or even an unbaptized mm-hmm. person? Um, that's a good question. The the um, I, I don't see why not. Um, as uh, every person was creating God's image and likeness, and so um, yeah, there uh, I, don't, I don't see why the masses could not be offered for them. And then how like this main intention that's being offered? How, how is that different, say, from the intentions of all the people at mass who are also and offering their intentions a priest might say now in the silence of your hearts um or you know because specifically in the in the eucharistic prayers there's a place there for the priest's intention what is there a distinction there or, or what's the difference right yeah there there is a difference um, as you mentioned like the the primary intention um of the priest be and so it's um it's with that that uh um 
<clears throat> every person is invited to um, to pray the mass, offering each each time they're offering the mass or like attending mass to pray the mass for an intention, um, and that does have you know um, uh, graces attached to it, but it's not like having the infinite graces of the uh, the sacrifice of Jesus, you know, that the priest is offering, mm-hmm. um, off, attend, attached to it. So, And I think it's helpful for people to um, remind themselves when you get to the point where if they're attending a Sunday or a daily Mass for a moment of silence to offer petitions in their own hearts to uh, be prepared to have that particular intention that we are joining as the, uh, the, the Holy Sacrifice is being offered. So, Father exactly. Timmerman... Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to visit with us about this important topic and blessings to you there in the diocese and your ministry. Thank you so much. God bless you guys, too. I appreciate what you guys are doing for us. Thank you. It is our privilege and our pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, we're, we're coming toward the end of our time together today here, Father Leffer, so we need to hear one more time from our uh, trusty assistant, Eli, at Command Central to give us a preview of the next show. Alrighty, thank you, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show. Uh, that's Tuesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Brad Gray and Janine Mitson. Finding joy after losing a spouse seems like a pretty difficult task, doesn't it? Well, one person who knows this well is Johnette Williams, host of EWTN's Women of Grace. She'll share her story of loss and how she came to trust even more in God's plan for her life, a plan that brought something she didn't see coming. And pack your bags, because we're heading to Bible Boot Camp. The Know Your Faith competition is back, and a team from Trinity High School in Dickinson will be marching into Shanley High School in Fargo, hoping to walk away with the trophy. Father Craig Holcalter and Jake Daniel from Trinity will be with us to talk about their excitement for this year's competition. And what happens when you get the priests of the Diocese of Rapid City and the students from St. Thomas More High School in the same place at the same time? A basketball game that you won't want to miss. Father John Paul Trask and student Jen Christensen will give us an inside look at this year's Men in Black game and talk about what each team is doing to prepare for that victory. That and a whole lot more coming up Tuesday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network. And, of course, just a reminder that tomorrow morning uh, and afternoon we'll have our March for Life coverage. Uh, EWGN will be kicking off their coverage right around 8 o'clock and going till uh, till about the chaplet at 3 uh, and then uh, in the breaks between 8.20 and 11.30, uh, we'll be hopping in with uh, some local interviews from people from our listening area at the march. So you won't want to miss that. Father? Thank you very much, Eli. And just a reminder that the usual time frame is uh, about an hour of speeches from our time, 11 a.m. to noon. Shortly thereafter, the march will begin, and they'll have uh, men and women on the street interviews as they pull people aside and and uh, interview them during the, the course of that time. So please keep that in mind. Any final thoughts for us, Father? Absolutely. Here, before we do a prayer, we, we think of all the good people in Twig, Minnesota. We think of all the good people in Bombay, Minnesota. We think of all the good people in Sleepy Hollow, Wyoming. We think of all the people in Napoleon. We think of all the people left for North Dakota as we pray now. Heavenly Father, uh, send the blood of Christ over all of our listeners, over each and every one of us. Protect us from all harm and all evil. Deliver us safely into your eternal kingdom. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless and keep us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Leffer, for joining us today. Father James Gross, thanking you for being a part of our program. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.